0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
1: Good morning and welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number two. All right, it's 5 o'clock here in the Bayou City on a Sunday morning. Let's go down to Port O'Connor. Let's check in with Captain Lynn Smith, see what he's up to this morning. Morning, Lynn. What's going on? Good morning. Man, we
2: just been harvesting doves down south. <laughs> we've been uh, down in south Texas.
1: Plucking and, them out uh, of the herd. Where are you hunting, George West? Yeah,
2: George West, and uh, been down between Freer and, and Catula okay in that area and uh, bouncing around between the two and uh, and harvesting a few does and uh, we've had some good hunters man we really have and it's been been great and uh, seen some good deer
1: seen really? some real good deer
2: oh, oh yeah and uh, it's it's been pretty good mostly does right now you know the um, the real good bucks really haven't surfaced you know it's it's still pretty warm i mean it's it was cool in the morning in the 50s but uh but it got up in the 80s real quick right so so those those old bucks they just kind of kind of hung hung in the brush but uh one of the guys saw one real good one and uh, he took a picture of it he said uh he said old buck was standing there looking at him and he said then he realized that his phone was on autofocus, and, and he had a red light on his phone. And he said that <laughs> that buck was staring at his phone. He said, oh, man. He, he took his phone and turned it off the of autofocus. But he showed me a picture of that buck. That buck looked like he was probably seven and a half, maybe eight and a half years old. I mean, he, he was about 26, 27 inches wide. Oh, my oh, he gosh. Was a good one. He was a good one, boy. Man,
1: he was, he was big
2: old pot belly on him, you know. Man, oh, yeah. He was a pretty buck.
1: He's waiting on ladies' night at the lodge. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> he ready. You.
2: Yes, he was. He just kind of stood there broadside looking at him. Man. Brought back some times, I guarantee you. I saw one big old heavy horn 8-point, though. He wasn't wide, but, boy, he was tall.
1: Tall and, and heavy. Oh, uh, he was,
2: you know, like was heavy. Deer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of young bucks, you know, little little four-pointers and spikes and stuff like that. You always see those first, you know. Those are yeah. all coming out. They're not even interested in the does yet, you know. Young and dumb. Even... <laughs> yeah, but they're not even interested in the does. It's just too early for them. Yeah, it is. But I'll tell you what, I, I mean, we, we harvested some big old does, and they've already... Of course, they've already kicked all the young ones off, and, and uh, they're not even—they don't even have any any milk in them or anything. They're all dry. Mm. And uh, but I'll tell you what, they're these old does down south. They're big old does, you know. They are. We didn't weigh any. Yeah, yeah, we didn't weigh any, but man, they're they're big. I know trying to get them up in a four wheeler is tough. <laughs> For an old guy, you know, wasn't you were was
1: telling me y'all killed a doe one time? It was almost two hundred pounds or something.
2: weighed one ninety on the hook. Wow, yeah, sure did. That thing was huge. And I saw That's one. Uh, I saw one two days ago that I guarantee you might have been that big. Uh, that thing looked like a horse, and uh, it <laughs> came out right at dark. There were two does came out right at dark, and uh, uh, I didn't want to take a shot because it was just too close to dark. But it that doe was monster. I mean, I looked at her with my spotting scope, make sure it wasn't a buck, you know.
1: Dang. But
2: she was big. Boy, she was big. Man, I mean, I thought, good grief. I mean, that, I bet you that doe did weigh close to 190. I mean, she was huge. And, uh, and she, uh, but she had a yearling with her, but that yearling was big. It was, it was pretty good size. But I mean, man, she was a big doe. There's some big ones down there. I guarantee you, that shows you what protein will do.
1: Yes, you know, it really does. It works, boy. It does. It's just a so dang expensive to feed them with, you know.
2: That's that's right. That's right. Now I told you what that one hunter said. You know, he he uh he took took some deer to a, a processor, and then he came back a couple of weeks later. And he, after he picked his deer up, and and uh, after that he said, "Man, he said, I picked my deer up. Processor, it's expensive to get your deer processed." And that
1: yeah, it is. The
2: guy that had the lease, he said, "You think that's expensive? You ought to feed them."
1: <laughs> you
2: know, he said, "Man,
1: it's expensive to feed these deer." It I mean, really is. Work. You no, know, you know, Not to mention putting... protein, but the other food you put out, you know, soybeans and corn and wheat and, you yeah. know, all the yeah. trail mix stuff you spread the Cinderas with. Cotton seed. Cotton, Cotton seed. seed, yeah. That's, it adds up, buddy, at the end of the year.
2: Oh, it does. Better, it does. better
1: chew slow. Enjoy it.
2: Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Know, deer
1: hunting, you know, if you're going to do it right, it's expensive. You know, if you're going right. to do it up Right. And uh, that's why, I'm, you know, a lot of guys, they, uh, they like to have their own lease. And then when they take it over, they're, they're you know, it's going to take five, six, eight years to get it right where you want it, you know, with management and everything. And, man, the money well spent, I'd, you could uh, book a lot of guided hunts on some really good ranches for what you spend to do your own thing.
2: That's right. You know, in the past, uh, that's the fact, because in the pa- <clears throat> in the past, a lot of guys would, uh, if they knew they were getting off a lease, they'd shoot it out, you know. They, yeah, they would. They would. Go they, crazy. They'd shoot everything they could, you know. And so you you take over a lease, and, and there wouldn't be hardly anything left, you know. <laughs> uh, it was incredible, was incredible. You know, you know how many millions you?
1: of people I've heard that from? I mean, that's, that's just a fact. And you just got to. Oh, yeah. You know, and oh, yeah. if you can get well, get in good with the landowner, they'll lease you that long. They'll let you stay there. You know, you know how these yeah. ranches change hands. Somebody in the family dies, and they sell the property. I mean, it's just hard to to get on one and and stay on it for a long period of time to raise you some good deer. Oh
2: well, well, yeah, well this ranch at George West, uh, like I told you, when when these guys took it over, uh, the biggest deer they killed off that ranch the first year was a one fifty four. Uh-huh. and uh, and then they started really managing it right you know but they'd been used to hunting on the callahan down in south and and uh they know they know what management does to a ranch and they know what it takes you know and they started you know really feeding protein and and uh, managing it and, and uh, you know harvesting does and and uh, the call bucks and such as that so it, it they knew what it takes Mm. And um, and now look at look at what you have, you know, you when right. when that rut starts and you start seeing these bucks come out of the brush and you think, my goodness, where did that deer come from? You know, I mean, it just uh, takes your breath away. Some of these deer, you know, that um, a friend of mine that um, they have a lease out of uh, Ensenal, they have a ranch out of Ensenal. It's not a lease, it's there. But he uh, he he killed a deer won the Muy grande one year he blew the roof off this core on the Muy grande and mm-hmm. uh, they had never i asked him one day i said D- have you seen that deer he said i'd never seen it from the survey or anything with the helicopter he said i never saw that deer you know he was laid up in that brush for and never came out of that brush and uh it's amazing how you can you can fly the survey with the helicopter and i've done it a bunch of times and some of those big bucks will lay in that brush and never come out and uh, I mean I've seen them laid up in there and you you, uh, they look up at you out of that brush they'll look up at that helicopter but uh, they may lay in there and just look straight up at you I mean they're smart they didn't get big by being stupid you know no they get used to seeing that helicopter they know what you're doing (laughs) you know but uh, if you catch them in the open and they take off running, you know, the, then you get a good look at them. But that big that big buck that won that movie, that movie grande that year, uh, he had never seen it. And, I mean, it's a hoss. I think the uh, – I think oh, uh, oh, uh, Hefner won that movie grande. He won that movie grande contest. He beat it by like 35 35- uh, points. Of course, they they score the moose grande. They include the weight of the deer in the moose grande, right? And um, I think he blew it, blew the lid off of by like thirty five points, something like that.
1: That's doing it right I, there. That's
2: oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I've got a picture of it hanging on my bulletin board at the house. <laughs> I mean, man, I asked uh, I asked his son. I said, uh, "Well, what do you do with those horns?" He said, "Well." He said when uh, he took that deer to the taxidermist, he said uh, the taxidermist said he said hold on he said don't leave he said I'm going to keep him out, and uh, you take the horns I don't want to be responsible for him right he said I'm going to cape him out you take the horns with you, and he said he said I think for six months my my dad uh, slept with those horns between he and my mother <laughs> you know
1: put them in a gun safe.
2: <laughs> Oh, you do. A lot of people do that. You know, they do put them in a gun safe.
1: Now, some of these Uh, uh, taxidermists—they can make replica horns, right? Out of the ones you have.
2: Oh, absolutely. I've got some in my house like that. Yeah. Yeah, we had uh, we had a a, a big buck on the ranch that uh, George West that uh, it scored. uh, He was the third largest Boone and Crockett buck killed in Texas in 2012. And uh, he only lacked three inches of being number one. Mm-hmm. And um, so we had uh, we had uh, replicas made of him. We had 12 replicas made of him. And um, I'll take it back. We had six, six replicas made of him. And I said, well, I want one because I saw that deer three years in a row and never could, we couldn't never get a shot at him. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a hunter with me. and We were coming down the pipeline and going back to the ranch house and, the hunter I had with me was a good hunter. He was a good trophy hunter. And uh, I looked up on top of that hill, and I saw that buck. He had his head down, trailing a doe. And, uh, I mean, from like 600 yards or more, you could tell it was him. I mean, because that rack was about almost 30 inches wide. I mean, he's just, uh, he's just got a massive rack. And, uh, and he had his head to the ground. Boy, he was trailing a doe. And uh, I, I slammed on the brakes that suburban, and I told that guy, I said, "Get out!" And boy, he jumped out of the truck, and boy, he got up against that brush line, and he started running, man, trying to get a shot at that deer. But that deer never saw him. That deer had other things on his mind, you know, and he had his head down, and he was running, trying to get close enough where he could get a shot, but he he couldn't. And uh, that deer was going; he was on another sandero that crossed that pipeline. And finally, uh, the deer just went out of sight. And uh, but I mean, I saw that deer three years in a row. And we finally we finally got him. But uh, oh my goodness, you know what a deer!
1: Boy, a deer like Um, that to bring the bring a dead man back to life. (laughs) Oh,
2: I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you. And the guy that got him um, was a real good hunter. And he uh, he went he went to a, a high fence ranch um a couple of weeks later and he shot a deer like a 200 class deer a couple of weeks later and in the high fence and then he came came back to us later and uh we were sitting in the ranch house and he brought the horns of that of that big deer that he killed in the high fence and showed us the horns and all that and he told me he said you know he said let me tell you something he said this place, that deer I killed here, he said, that's the real deal. He yeah. said, man, he said, killing a deer like that on a low fence, that's the real deal. It is. But he said, he said, you know, he said that just, he said that gave me more enjoyment than anything. I mean, that that deer was unbelievable, and it had characteristics though, that we know we know. He spread them around this ranch. Because the deer had sharp brow tines and short G2s. And mm-hmm. we see that in a lot of deer on this ranch. And uh, had he had bigger G2s, had he had taller G2s and taller brow tines, oh my goodness, what that deer would have scored.
1: I mean, it would have been unreal
2: because he's typical. Yeah. Typical deer. And I mean, like, we're, we're only looking at about a 188 you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, had he had those tall and he had tall G2s and tall brow times. Oh my goodness. He'd have been over 200, you know, easier, sure. but, um, uh, man, um, after, after, um, uh, we got that deer, the ranch manager took those, took those horns to a, um, to a, a trophy hunter show and just blew everybody away at the trophy hunters oh, because of the mass, the mass that that deer carried, you know. And because uh, it, it carries the mass all the way out,
1: sure, all, all the way, way from top to bottom, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no, there's no mistake in that. Let me knock this break out, Lynn. I'll be right back at you, man. Hang on a second. All right, man. All right, all right. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. Quick break. We'll be right back.
2: Call from mom.
0: Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
1: And welcome back to the sports radio 610 outdoor show 520 here in the Bayou City. All right, Lynn, we are back bud
2: yeah, <clears throat> yeah you're talking about those reproductions um, yeah there's a uh, uh, there is uh, uh, some taxidermist or whatever that uh, that does those reproductions and um, the deer free, uh, Freer deer camp was getting them done for us. Um, I don't know where he sends them off to but uh but anyway there was a deer that uh, uh this girl shot on the on the ranch that we had, we had two blinds that this deer was going back and forth between and um anyway we we wanted her to go ahead and take this deer well she finally was able to come down the ranch and uh, and she shot this deer she shot at this deer four times and now this girl is a good shot. And I, I don't understand how, why she had to shoot this deer four times. But anyway, the fourth shot, the deer was stood behind a bush and stared at the blind after she had shot at him, the fourth shot. And, and then he stood there for five minutes and the, the ranch manager was stand sitting in the blind with her. And then the deer just walked off in the brush. Well, he went down there and checked. He said he didn't find any blood, any hair, anything. And uh, he said, I can't believe it. He said, I think she missed him. I said, no, come on. She's a good shot. He said, I know. And he said, I couldn't believe it. Well, I was, I was at home at the time. I, went, I came back down to the ranch uh, two days later, and uh, I said, I can't stand it. I, I went down there where she had shot at that deer. And, uh, I had this young, young boy that helped us on the ranch and, and, uh, we, I took him down there and we were parked the truck where, where the deer supposedly had gone in the brush. I said, you know, we, I got to look. So we walked in the brush about 30 yards and spread out and, uh, he hollered at me. He said, uh, you know, there's, looks like the ground's all torn up over here and, uh, there's some hair and everything. I said, okay. So I worked my way through that brush and all that cat claw, you know, and I get in there and we're standing there looking at the ground. I said, yeah, there's been some activity here. I mean, the ground's all torn up. And and then we looked over to our right and there he was. And um, evidently she must've, she must've gut shot him or something. But that, that buck, only thing left, the couch completely, drifting only thing left was the the head and horns and the backbone that was it wow but i was i was worried about that that deer because it had double drops double drop times mm-hmm. and uh and it's a big wide rack double drops and um uh, we we grabbed those horns and everything and took it to the truck and immediately took pictures and to the ranch manager and he said oh my goodness he said because we didn't want to lose that deer i mean that was right. a massive deer and um, we sent the picture to her you know and said we found your deer you know she was excited about it and had that deer mounted she made the front cover of texas uh trophy hunter with that deer uh-huh. mm-hmm. i mean it's a, it's an awesome deer but I had a reproduction made of that deer because there again, we had seen, we had seen that deer, uh, oh, for a couple of years, two or three years. And he would go between, uh, two or three of our stands. He just worked back and forth, back and forth. And, um, anyway, it was funny. I said, you know, I want to have a reproduction made of that deer. And, um uh, but I want to have a pedestal mount made and, uh, so this, this taxidermist friend of mine there in, in Houston, an a Leaf taxidermy, old Bobby Peterson. Mm-hmm. I said, Bobby, I said, uh, I want to get a pedestal mount, mate. He said, okay. So when it was ready, I went to pick it up, and I walked in his shop, and he said, now, this is all one piece, so you can't lay it down in your truck. You're have to stand it up. And I said, stand it up? Uh-oh. He said, yes, yeah, one piece. I said, I got to drive all the way back to Port O'Connor with this thing standing up in my truck. He said, Yeah, we'll we'll tie it off. It'll be okay. I said, Oh my goodness. So we tied it off and everything, and it's standing up in the back of my truck. Well, I'm going down 59.
1: I bet you got people honking at you and giving you thumbs up and all that. (laughs) Oh, oh, it's
2: amazing. I didn't cause a wreck, you know, or two. I'm telling
1: you. I had
2: 18 wheelers blowing their horns.
1: Yeah, deer hunters, man. They see that. that, Oh. uh,
2: Oh, it was I'm unreal! Do some
1: gawking. Oh, I had people
2: slowing down, taking pictures, you know, and this, and this buck, massive buck, with double drop <laughs> times sticking up in the back of my truck. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I had, I was had a lot of attention. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Yeah, eighteen wheelers blowing their horns, mm. giving me thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, It was great.
1: That's cool.
2: But anyway, I made it to Port Conner with him. Yeah, it was funny. You'll see a lot of these
1: guys. They'll prop their old deer heads up in the back of their truck when they're pulling home. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Showing their horns off.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: You you see that a lot. Yeah, they prop their
2: prop the horns up. Oh yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah, and you know we were talking about you know people with pigs on their game haulers. You know, I've, I've seen that too in the heat of the day. You know, pigs on the game hauler just hauling down, hauling
1: down the highway, man. Hauling yeah, I, came, I One time I was coming back from Catula, and I was behind a suburban had one of those game haulers on the back receiver hitch. And He had this big old nasty black pig, still had the hair and everything on it. It was just gutted, and you could see empty eye sacks inside of there. And he, I followed him all the way to Houston down I ten. You know. Coming back, and I said, boy, that thing's not even going to be fit to eat. Mm. It was Mm. hot, you know, in the 80s. You know how it gets in Texas. Oh, we killed a a big old hog uh,
2: last week on the ranch. Big old spotted hog. And uh, we said, well, we just got to weigh this thing. I mean, big old boar. And uh, we strung him up on that A-frame and put him on the scale. He weighed 244 pounds.
1: Now boy, oh. you think that that wasn't a board. <laughs> That's a big one. That is a big one. Two forty four. My goodness gracious. You wouldn't want to run into that in the dark. No guaranteed. No. No. It's uh man, I saw one out by my house. I don't know. I I couldn't even put a, I thought it was a bear crossing the highway, It's how big it looked. <laughs> you know, a black oh, my bear. Goodness. Mm. And, uh, man, I hit, I bright lighted that pig and he just is like, it took him forever to cross the road. I go, my goodness gracious. Or if somebody mm. hits that, it'll wipe that thing will wipe out an 18 wheeler.
2: Oh man. I, uh, I got a little mouse in my truck. I gotta, I gotta get of this mouse. Yeah. I, uh, it was funny. Um, uh, these people that came to the ranch, uh, they, they they brought some peanuts, and uh, they, they're from east te- upper east Texas, northeast Texas. <laughs> and uh, they raised peanuts. Well, they brought us peanuts. They brought little bags of peanuts. So well, I set this bag of peanuts in my truck. Well, I picked up my new boots, my new snake boots, and I, and I went to put this boot on. I couldn't get it on. I thought, man, I got something in my boots. I turned it upside down, and peanuts fell out of my boots. <laughs> and this little mouse, it stored peanuts in my boots. And I went, oh my goodness! I got a mouse in my boot, in my, in my truck.
1: Well, it's time and, uh, to bait him up, man. Uh, put some, uh, put some of that good poison on one of your floor mats in the back seat, and let him eat that. I, you know, I
2: put some sticky pads in there. of. Well,
1: I, I had a, I had a, uh, well, this was a rat. <laughs> he was leaving footprint tracks underneath my hood, and he was coming in through the dash. I picked him up down at Blaine's in South Texas and Mm -hmm. i tried the sticky traps he was so big he got out of that oh my god he had that glue stuff all over my door and the side over there on the passenger side it was and finally the only way i could get rid of him was to uh put some bait out and i saw where he ate that and i never saw signs ever again i guess he crawled out and went to water somewhere and died well i
2: I don't want to poison one because I'm afraid he'll get in there and die and stink up the place. Well, the,
1: if, if you don't have anything for them to drink, they'll they'll uh, immediately, once they get that poison in them, they'll go straight to water. Huh. They'll get out of there looking for water to drink. And then when they drink the water, it blows them up inside huh. out. <laughs> a bursted mouse. <laughs> yeah. But try one the sticky trap first. Mine was just too big. I know a guy that had yeah. a brand new, he came down to Blaine's. And it was Jack that uh, he did quail hunts for Blaine, older gentleman, and old Jack Pruitt, and he had a brand-new Ford truck he bought, all tricked out, I mean a nice truck. And he left it parked for two weeks while he used the quail trucks and was guiding hunts for Blaine and all that. He got in his truck to get ready to go home, and he couldn't get it to start. A rat had got in there and, and ate all the wiring up. And messed oh. that brand new truck up. It didn't even have 500 miles on it.
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The best
2: thing you can do is raise the hood. When you get down there, just raise the hood.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, it's, uh, we
2: do that on all the, all the ranch vehicles. All of them got their hoods raised up and, uh,
1: on the place. So
2: when you get there, just raise your hood and leave it up.
1: Yeah.
2: And will keep from getting in there. You got time, the time to
1: keep talking this morning? Are you busy? Sure. You got to go or what? No. Uh, Okay. I'm home. Well, you got a good clear signal this morning. I thought I thought you were down in South Texas. I'm going, man, he's got a good signal. I'll be right back <laughs> at you, Lynn. Hang with me. All right. All right. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Danco Sports Incorporated. They're an industry leading manufacturer of pliers, knives, and accessories for anglers worldwide. Danco's committed to providing affordable, high quality products for the fishing community with over four hundred plier and knife options to choose from. Check out their Premio pliers and their sheaths. They're what I use. They have outstanding quality and performance. And no inshore or offshore boat should be without a couple of pair of these. I have a pair on my wading belt. I use them year-round. There's no rust. I mean, they hold up like unbelievable. And uh, no boat should be without Danco fillet knives. They come in a variety of sizes also with a full-tang German stainless steel blade and uh, Danco fillet knives, I like them better than the Bubba blade at half the price. And Danco knives have a dual molded grip for superior control while you're filleting your catch and a DuPont Teflon coated blade. That's Danco Sports Incorporated. Do it with Danco.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Live
2: from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
1: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 536 here in the Bayou City. Lynn, we are back, my friend. Yeah, now,
2: no, no I'm, uh, I got a job cut out for me today. I'm, I rolled back home yesterday and uh i rolled back in from uh, from that ranch uh between uh freer and Catula, uh, and mm-hmm. uh now we were cleaning out the the walk-in cooler and we had a, a bunch of deer meat in there and i was we were putting them putting them in our coolers and i said man <laughs> we fill we filled my coolers and this other guy's coolers and and, uh, he said, man, I got, I don't have any more room in mine. I said, well, I guess I can take these other deer. And, uh, I think I, I I've got a deep I think five deer. Oh this morning.
1: gosh.
2: So I got my work cut I out. I hope you
1: me. got some help.
2: No, I don't.
1: <laughs> well, if you didn't live That's, so far from me, I'd come over with my boning knife and give you a hand there, brother.
2: <laughs> well, I appreciate the help, but, uh, I got my work cut out for me, but anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll do. be doing.
1: <laughs> Five deer, <laughs>
2: yeah, that's what I'll be doing today. I mean, I mean they're quartered up, you know. But right, uh, but still, I mean but...
1: that's uh, that's work. Oh,
2: it is work, but uh, when you do bone anyway, them,
1: do you take the hindquarters, you cut those roast out of them and all that, or you just get it deboned for processing or what?
2: Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, friend of mine, one of my buddies, he and his son. They process deer, and they uh, they do it uh, over in Wharton. And mm-hmm. uh, so I take all the meat over. I talked to him yesterday, and he's uh, he's going to be he's going to be doing it. And what I do is is I uh, debone him and then uh, he comes down to Port connor uh, He's coming down, I think, right
1: before Thanksgiving, so
2: uh, he can pick the meat up.
1: So, That'll work out perfect so, for you then.
2: Yeah, I don't have to go to Wharton, so he'll pick it up and take it back. That works for me Heck yeah. anyway uh, that'll work but uh anyway but i'm uh the guy that owns that ranch there uh, uh, between career and katula uh, uh, three of those deer uh, we're getting processed for him so anyway it works good works out yeah so anyway he's got you know he's got a big mld ranch there and um uh, so we had to shoot a few does i had to shoot three does for him and um, you know, sitting up in a stand, and and uh, I I popped two does, and and then this other guy said, "Well, shoot one for me," and so, oh, I popped another <laughs> Here <we> one. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we Let's were, pile them up, I boys. Think, <laughs> oh, we stacked them up, man. We stacked them up. You know they're, they go, they're, those big does uh, they they got some monster does this year, and uh, and they're fat as butter balls. You know, they really are. They've been just they've been hoovering that protein off. Well, you know that see.
1: area down there where you're talking about, they got the right amount of rain at the right perfect time, you know, just like Blaine mm-hmm. did. You know, he's not far yep. west of there in Hebronville. And uh, he's yep. noticed a significant rise in just uh, you know, inches of horns, you know, on his average deer. There's, you know, oh, yeah. Six, eight, ten inches more more horns this year than last year, you know, on these younger mm-hmm. bucks
2: man
1: well it should I'm be a hear, good I'm year i'm hearing gone. that a lot over the state a friend of mine that has a place up around menard him and all his buddies have a lease up there and man their deer put on a lot of a lot of horn length this year also
2: Well, oh, that's good yeah well i didn't see i didn't see a lot of bucks but there again like i said it was hot and um you know, like it was in the '80s, and yeah, uh,
1: that's hard so. to judge what you got by. You know, the weather dictates it so bad. You're not going to get oh, that absolutely. moving down in big deer like that. Yeah, when they did the flyover there, George West, uh,
2: they said, okay, most of the, the does they saw were in one area of the ranch, and then, uh, and then the buck count, you know, was in uh, wasn't high as they they thought because it was too hot. You know, yeah, all the bucks were laid up. And uh, and they did the, they did the flyover kind of early. Well, it was just too hot, you know. It was in the 80s or 90s, so right. That happens. That happens. And uh, you know, in I think last year they didn't do the flyover till December. Well, heck, man, you're gonna see a lot of bucks, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you, you are. You do. You do. But uh, you know, I, in the past. Even in December, I've seen fawns with with spots. I have seen them with.
1: Spots. I have too down down south. You know, deep South Texas, you'll see that. You know, they they're mm-hmm. just later. I mean, that's the way it works. That's right. In Mexico right. too. Oh yeah, you have a you have a late late uh,
2: delivery, man. You do. Yeah. So it happens. I guarantee you. But. Um, but anyway, it's just the way it works. But yet around here, around the Port O'Connor area, you know, the deer are rutting now, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Same I mean, way uh, in East Texas over here, my way and all that. Uh, Chambers County and up through East Texas, they're all in the rut.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I almost hit a little four-pointer uh, a while back, a couple of weeks ago. I was coming back
2: from Port Lavaca and, and uh, coming down uh, 1289, and there was a little four pointer ran right in front of me.
1: Oh boy. Yeah. Broad daylight. Mm.
2: So, you know, there's, they're crazy over here. But
1: um Yeah, they get to run in does, man. They don't care about cars, anything. No. You know, I mm. you you hunt out of a high rack when you're just driving around during the rut and a doe will walk, you'll stop in a cinder, and a doe will walk up and stand in front of the truck to try to get the buck to leave her and he'll come out and stand right by her. And you you can look at him, wave yeah. at him. He, he don't care. He's on her no. and that's all he cares about.
2: That's right. They don't
1: care.
2: And a buck doesn't pay any attention to you. You know,
1: he, no. nine times out of ten, they don't care. You know, they don't. Kind of like some of them Friday and Saturday nights at Gillies, huh? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want to meet you in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who cares? I don't care. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, we've had that happen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those are the days. Nowadays, oh. they meet you out there with a gun.
1: <laughs> Boy. Yeah. No thanks. Oh
2: man. Yeah, things have changed. You know. Yeah. Things have, things
1: changed. have really changed big time. Oh. And not I'm for the better, in my books no
2: no not at all not at all man oh man yeah buddy
1: but um yep
2: that was back in the day man yeah how's fishing holding
1: up in your area
2: you know i don't even know i we've been i've i've been hunting hunting and uh, not fishing so i don't i don't even have a good fishing report um How's the duck I hunting to get back down out.
1: there? I'm seeing a lot of ducks, you know, from South Texas. Uh, yep. you Know your bay hunters and all that, and been doing really. You know, good.
2: I uh, we we were uh, we were driving around uh, the ranch and came around a uh, came around a, a lake and uh, on the ranch and boy, I mean, a lot of mallards got up off that lake. Really. Mallards, and, cool. Mallards and teal. Yeah, I saw a Dang. bunch of greenheads got up off that lake. And uh, a lot of greenheads and teal. And uh, and uh, wisons, so um, I was surprised to see those greenheads. Yeah, but uh,
1: yeah, that was interesting. But, I've been uh, hearing uh, yeah, a, a lot of sandhill cranes on. lately coming down too.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm hearing those. Yeah. And
1: hearing the cranes, I always like hearing People. that sound.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Call of the wild, I, uh, baby.
2: I shot some of those one time out, oh um, uh, north of town, and years ago, and and uh, I had my dog with me and I didn't plan on shooting any cranes cause I had my dog. Mm. And, uh, I said, no, I don't want to shoot any cranes cause you know, boy, they can, they can really hurt your dog. And, um, uh, but anyway, we stood on the edge of a tree line and these big old tall oak trees, you know, big tall trees. And these cranes were coming over right on the, over the tops of those trees. And, uh, I shot a couple of those cranes, and they fell through those trees, breaking limbs as they came through.
1: <laughs> hey, I mean, it's like shooting down a B fifty two bomber, man.
2: It is, and it, as they <laughs> fell through those trees, they were breaking limbs, and I followed that crane all the way. I'd follow them all the way down to make sure they were dead. If they weren't, I'd shoot them again on the way down. You
1: know. Yeah, because they'll they'll work out on a dog, man. They'll peck his eyes oh, out.
2: They will. And I made sure they were dead on the way down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, you well, better know it.
1: A, we had a crane shoot one time. Uh, old Jimmy Lloyd and Terry Thomas, they had a ranch. They were on, I think, the Helen Ranch or whatever. They're close to Blaine, about 20 minutes from Blaine's Lodge. And they came by one day and said, hey, man, this evening, y'all need to come over. Y'all got your crane permits? I said, oh, yeah, I'll get them every year whether I use them or not. He said, well we're going to have a crane shoot this evening. He said, we've got a pond over there, and they're coming in to roost every night over there, and there's hundreds of them. So we all went over there, and we was checking for rattlesnakes, and we get on that one bank, and we can hear them coming from the south to come roost there. Buddy, when we started dropping those cranes, I I couldn't believe how awesome that was, and they were hitting the water and then landing on the ground around us and everything, and. And uh, I said, well, this is going to work out perfect. We went back to Blaine's Lodge that evening and breasted those out. And uh, I made fajitas with them. And the people there went crazy over that. They said, this is better than fajita meat or ribeye steak. I just, yeah. I just took those breasts, and I would uh, marinate them a little bit for about 20 or 30 minutes, and then I would put my rub on there just like I'm doing a steak, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, sear them on that mesquite grill, get them about halfway done. Just, you know, flip them once uh-huh. and then take them off. I went back in the house and I sliced them into strips. And then I cut up me a big foil pan with, uh, see, I put two beers in there, a couple of sticks of butter, cilantro, jalapeno, onion and bell pepper and all that. And mixed it all in with those crane strips and then covered in foil and put it back on, on the grill, that mesquite grill, till it finished them up. And they're just as tender. I mean, you can cut them with a fork. But uh, we made uh, made uh, tacos out of them with some fresh yeah. uh, tortillas. Hey, it doesn't get any better than that. That's as good as it Man. gets. Man, that sounds
2: good. I guarantee you.
1: Well, and, I'll tell you what hey, the, they call it. They, right they call it ribeye in the sky.
2: That's right. There sure were a lot of doves down south. I guarantee oh, you. Oh,
1: Blaine still got Man. them. He he is still covered up with them. I hope they hold through, you know, late season when I go down there.
2: Yeah, there were a lot of birds. dove
1: shoots are a lot of fun, brother.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw a lot of quail, too. Quail were real active. That's
1: what Blaine's saying. Got a lot of quail. Oh, I got a yeah. question for you. Lynn and Bernie sent me a text, uh, said to ask Lynn if he has any more management hunts left. No, no, we don't. We're We're covered up. Yep, Book we're them, gonna we'll have know. that
2: first management yeah. hunt. Uh, we're gonna have that first management hunt next. Uh, well, right after Thanksgiving, I think the week yeah. after Thanksgiving, these guys are coming down, and uh, so it's gonna be gonna be good. I think uh, I think they'll have a good time. So, um, right, I'm I'm looking
1: forward to it. So anyway,
2: we're um, I think we're gonna have a good hunt.
1: So um, All I the think, weather's I gonna, think we're we're going to have a good stretch of weather there. I wish I could get away and, and go down south because uh even next weekend, it's going to be real, real cool. Well, it's actually going to be yeah. cold for us. <laughs> cool for yeah. Colorado, but cold for us. That, yeah. Well, uh, i tell you what, I was, I was you know,
2: yeah. we had one day down south, that fog rolled in, man. It was a
1: thick, thick fog. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, that was that, uh, that was. I heard
1: Blaine on a couple of deer hunts uh, earlier this week. He had that fog roll in, and you, you know what that mm-hmm. does to a deer hunt. Can't can't kill them if you can't see them.
2: I know it, and uh, I was sitting in a stand boy, and I mean it's a thick, thick fog. And but when that sun came up, of course it started burning off, and and uh, and boy, it was like steam coming off those stands, you know. Yeah, that uh, it was just steaming off that stand because it was cool in the morning. And then that uh, sun was burning off that fog, and, oh, man, it was coming off. And uh, I pulled out my varmint call, and uh, when once it started kind of clearing off, and uh, it was getting time to, to leave the stand. And, and uh, you know, the varmint call, it doesn't even bother those deer. It doesn't bother them at all. And uh, they could care less. And uh, I turned that varmint call on, and, boy, I had a coyote come out to my right <laughs> about about 100 yards he ran out in the middle of Cinder and stopped and sat down and looked at me <laughs> well that was a bad mistake real bad mistake and i popped him dirt nap and, uh, <laughs> yep he took a dirt nap yeah yeah and then uh and then the next day um uh, i'm hunting a different stand and and uh, i turned it on i had a had a big bobcat come out and uh he he turned broadside and looked at me, and um, and I didn't didn't get time to really. I had my rifle over in the corner of the blind. I looked around, and said, "Oh my goodness, it's a bobcat," <laughs> and I didn't have time to get my rifle up, and uh, he took off. But uh, anyway, we had a lot of action. kept kept it interesting, you know,
1: kept it interesting. You know people have no idea how many coyotes there really are in the wild down there it just uh, oh my goodness yeah they're just, i know it there's thousands of them
2: oh there are they and, are
1: and they can hurt a deer herd when you know you know you better know drop. it they can hurt it big time you better know it
2: uh one of, my, one of the guys that uh, worked with us at the ranch there in George West. He was sitting on a stand with a customer and heard this big commotion behind him. And, man, he jumped out of the stand to run back, see what it was. And I think there were four or five coyotes, uh, uh pulled down a spike. And uh, they had a spike wow. deer down. And uh, he ran up there on them while the cows jumped off that spike and took off, and, and the spike jumped up and took off. But they had him down. They were fixing to kill him.
1: Mm mm
2: Yeah. But yeah, they can they can definitely pull a deer down, no doubt about it. No doubt. Yeah, young deer. So I mean they they can devastate a herd. They can definitely do it.
1: Hell a fawn, and that's uh that's that's prime for them. Oh, you know, you one know one, one they don't have to have a, a pack of coyotes for a fawn. One coyote can get get a fawn by the neck and drag it off.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: You know, but I've seen them during coyotes. They'll come out and and uh, they'll eat corn, and the cinder are standing right next to the deer, and the deer doesn't even scare them at all. Coyote no, not a big deer. And, yeah, you know, you know, your big mature deer, it won't scare them at all. They yeah. just they'll kind of look up and look down there and see the coyote eating corn too, and uh, he's crunching like they are.
2: That's right. They will. Yeah. That's right. I had a <laughs> I had a big doe come out and uh, um, and I hadn't seen anything. It was just one of those days. It was a dead day, you know. Nothing was moving, and um, this one big doe came out by herself. Didn't have a didn't have a yearling with her or anything. And I said, "Well, you're history." So I, I popped her, and um, she dropped. And it, she had she had hit the ground more than about five minutes. And during Kara landed,
1: I and had that happen walked. to me last year. On a coal yeah. buck, I shot for Blaine that bully buck at that one stand. I mean, he hadn't been on the ground two to five minutes, and two caracaras landed there, and they're eyeballing him, and they're fixing to go well, for the yeah. eyeballs. So I had to get I out the stand out and of, walk down there.
2: I had to do the same thing. I had to get out of stand and walk down there and run that caracara off. You
1: know, boy, they're uh, Johnny on the know. spot, buddy. They're looking for that dead meat. <laughs> oh, they are, man. <laughs> I'm they telling are. You. And yeah, the, that's and that's Blaine. how uh, blaming them. They find a lot of a lot of uh, crippled deer that they've been tr- tracking, and then when they find the birds, they'll find the deer nine times out. Oh, of yeah. ten. every yeah, time.
2: Yeah, I, I do the same. I look for I look for a caracara.
1: Yes, look, sir. in a tree or
2: something. Yeah, yeah. That's a telltale sign, boy.
1: You I'm better know it. You. All right, Lynn. Well, hey, it's always fun talking to you, buddy. If somebody wants to call you and uh, get hooked up with you, whether it's hunting or fishing, how they get a hold of you, man. Yes,
2: sir, man. They can get me at
1: uh, 361-935-6833. Well, good luck boning them deer out today. Got a nice day (laughs) for it anyway. At least it isn't real cold.
2: (laughs) I know it. I know it. I'll be slinging that knife, I guarantee you.
1: (laughs) Uh, I promise you. You better know
2: it.
1: All man. All right, brother. Have a good one. Oh, and happy Thanksgiving to you, buddy.
2: Oh, same to you, man. Same to you. All Happy right.
1: Turkey Day. Talk to you All next right, man. Week. Have a good one. See you, man. All right. All right. right. Bye. All right. That's Captain Lynn Smith down in Port O'Connor. And uh, we're coming up on our top of the hour break, National Anthem and all that. And phone lines will be open at 6 a.m. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Call us at 713-572-4610. That's 713-572-4610. We'll be right back.